Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Under the Ring Pro Wrestling Conversations. My name is Phil Strum, so happy you're with me today. My guest today is the longest reigning NXT North American champion in history. It's Wes Lee. Wes just lost his championship to Dirty Dominic Mysterio on Tuesday after 269 days and an incredible 20 title defenses. Before this run, he was part of the tag team MSK, where his tag team partner, Nash Carter, was let go by WWE right in the middle of it. So... It's interesting to see where that took his career. I'm really interested to see where things take Wesley next. He's pretty clearly someone that WWE can rely on in some big spots. So that's going to be pretty fun to follow. So here we go with my interview with Wesley. Phil, I assume? Yep. Very nice to meet you, Phil. Very nice to meet you. I'm going to start. Honored to have with me today the longest reigning NXT North American champion in history, Wesley West. Thank you for joining me today on Under the Ring Pro Wrestling Conversations. Thank you very much, Phil, for having me. This is an honor to be here. Very good. Uh, so you were scheduled to defend your championship at the Great American Bash in Cedar Park, Texas, July 30th. Uh, your historic reign came to an end uh, this week against Dirty Dominic Mysterio in NXT. So what do you say? Triple threat match? Uh, what do you, you know, what's, what's kind of the path forward now? Uh, um hard to say right right now i'm just really focused on getting my championship back so that I, I can be a part of the the great american bash honestly but um right now i'm i'm honestly at a loss for words because this is not an outcome that i was expecting um i was prepared to go against mustafa ali at, at the great american bash and dominic mysterio derailed that as you aptly said earlier, but it's, yeah, I'm still trying to wrap my mind around it. I I don't know how I let it happen. Honestly, I'm, I'm upset with myself if that's the proper way of saying it. You held that championship for 269 (laughs) days and had a pretty astounding 20 title defenses. I looked it up. uh, 12 of them were televised uh, title defenses. Uh, What did it mean for you to represent that championship so competitively in such a great variety of matches? Uh, It meant a lot. Uh, That was the staple of my reign. I I wanted to compete against the best anytime, any place, anywhere. And I made sure that I prepared myself for that because I never knew when the next challenge was going to be. And once, (laughs) especially once the open challenges really started to happen, once the open challenges happened, I needed to always be on my toes because I did not know what opponent was going to be standing across the ring from me. But towards the latter part of my reign, um, the the opponents that really stepped up and, and made their claim for my North American championship were deserving. And, maybe I got a little bit uh, too overzealous in taking the challenge before the match at the Great American Bash. But, yeah, prepare, uh, competing against the best was the forefront of my driving force. And being the North American champion meant the world to me. 
It's my first singles championship, and I wanted it to be special. And every single opponent that I had, I was really able to level up in a way and showcase myself in a way that many people never really got a chance to see me. And it, and it meant a lot for me to be able to do it that way. So this championship run is very, very near and dear to my heart. And I really want to make sure that I can get it back. I really want her back. <laughs> exactly. And to me too, just the, like I mentioned, the variety of matches that you had there too. And even like, you know, looking ahead to whatever happens with Dominic and whatever happens with uh, Mustafa Ali, those are just two more opponents with, with different and unique styles for you to go up against. Is is that kind of key to your game being pretty adaptable to working a good match with a lot of different people? Um. Yes, I would say so. Um, one of my favorite sayings is from Mr. Bruce Lee, be like water. Um, you should be able to fit into any position that you need to be in and still make an impact with whatever it is that you're doing. And that's, that's just, that, that, that's, that's kind of my, uh, kind of my thing. No matter what position that you put me into, I'm going to shine in some way, shape or form. And when all of the opponents would step up. I quickly assessed their strengths, their weaknesses, compared them to mine, and adjusted. That's what you have to do, especially especially when you're doing open challenges. Because, again, you never know who's going to be stepping up. It was definitely a rain that put you on the map and I think put you on a lot of people's radar. Of all of those matches, my favorite was probably the classic that you had at Battleground with Dijak. Uh, what made you guys such a unique and excellent match? Because I think looking at the two of you, people wouldn't maybe automatically think like, all right, this is going to be literally, you know, please top that match after that's over, you know? <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I, I don't really know what could have been the the catalyst for that other than where we came from. Um, we kind of grew in somewhat of the same kind of atmosphere before we made our way to the WWE. And once we got here, we never lost who we were. And when you have two individuals that have the, the same mindset on how they would like to win a match, it's, it's a recipe for, for a great, for a great time. And uh, the match at battleground definitely was proof of that. And even though it was painful, very painful. It's it, it was an honor to share the ring with uh, Dijak. It's painful for him too if you saw his finger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. <laughs> you know, I don't know why I keep that's doubting that. That's guy not too, nice. But... To, that's not nice to laugh at that. I, nice. I, honestly, I, I find myself always sort of like losing Dijak sometimes, and then realizing I'll, I'll watch a performance like that from him and be like, you know, I'm I'm never doubting this guy ever again because he it's, just he delivers every time. Agreed. Very much so. Very much so. And I've seen him against huge guys like a Keith Lee and, or, you know, even Wrecking Ball Ligurski, who I'm not sure if you're f- familiar with. But it's like it's the same thing with you, a variety of different opponents, shapes, sizes, whatever. It doesn't matter. And it just and he's adaptable kind of the same way. So uh, I guess kudos to Dijak. And maybe you guys I, I would love to see you guys run that back. Ah, I mean, who knows? Who knows? I mean, he's on a tear doing other things, decimating people in his path right now. So if we end up crossing paths. So be it. But right now, I'm focused on the championship. So what got you interested and involved with wrestling and becoming a wrestler uh, so young? 
Oh, well, that, actually, it, it ran in the family. Um, my grandmother was a huge wrestling fan uh, all the way back to the time period when she was pregnant with my father. In the womb, mm-hmm. she would travel to shows throughout the Midwest uh, with her husband and some of the other kids that she had. Oh, my aunts and uncles, I guess I should say. Um, we on My family thought that my dad would have been the professional wrestler of the family, but... Here I am. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm happy. It worked out in a beautiful way. My my father is a fan of my work. My mother's a fan of my work. Both of my grandmothers are as well. So for me to do something that my family like, deeply loves and like helped cultivate the love for it within me at a young, cha- uh, at a young age. Um, yeah. And then also just growing up with friends that were also wrestling fans and seeing the 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 admiration that they shared for some of my favorite wrestlers at the time period. It was a great way for me to connect and make friends because it was rather difficult for me to do that growing up because I grew up in a rather separate type of uh, environment. Who were some of the influences in your career early on, or even as you went through impact and even as you moved into NXT? Okay. Uh, well, early on was 100% Rey Mysterio, Shawn Michaels, uh, Randy Savage, uh, yeah, a number of people, uh, Booker T, K Quick at the time, or R Truth at the moment. Right. Um, like those were some of the names that like really got me at the uh, early stages of my childhood watching wrestling. And then as I grew up, I became a fan of AJ Styles, uh, Amazing Red. Um, well, a number of people, low key talented individuals that were similar to my stature or at least similar to what I felt I was going to be my stature. And um, they revolutionized it for their size, for their ability and for their charisma. And that definitely helped shape and push me in a direction of how I wanted to be as I grew into this. And I hope that I have been able to etch out my own lane with this and, and people are able to see that I am a unique individual standing on my own that has major influences from the people that I've named, but I've definitely separated myself from them as well. And obviously you were a champion uh, before the North America title in the tag team of MSK uh, and the rascals with Nash Carter, AKA Zachary Wentz before he was let go by WWE after some of the allegations levied against him. Some of your character story was kind of finding yourself. So after all of this, who is Wesley and where is he going now? Um, first and foremost, Wesley is happy. Um, that was one of the things that I was really searching for was my happiness. Uh, I was lost without my partner. Uh, we really, really cut our teeth together and we grew a bond that is honestly still inseparable, inseparable to this day. Uh, but not having him right by my side definitely made it very, very difficult for me to go through my day to day things. And as I grew on my own within this, I began to discover more about myself that i possibly was pushing to the side or trying to neglect in some kind of way. And it was a blessing and a curse at the exact same time, because I really got to dive further into myself. And as I discovered who I was, I discovered that I'm a talented individual. (laughs) Um, I I have, I, I should have a lot more confidence in myself and be able to know that I can stand toe to toes with some of the best in the world because I'm kind of also in that echelon as well. So now that I have 
proving that self, uh, proving that to not only everyone out there in the world, but to myself, I now know that whatever I set my mind to, no matter what the obstacle is in front of me or surrounding me, I'm definitely going to make my way to my goal in some way, shape or form. Very good. Why did you think the MSK tag team worked so well for the time that it was together? Because we're brothers having fun. Like, even though we would get into some situations where we would get extremely angry, we were still having a lot of fun. We were sharing a dream amongst two guys from Ohio that never thought that we would make it to that level. And we were doing it and we were doing it our way and we were having fun in the process. And I think that that was something that people really, really enjoyed to see was people just having fun. Um, we never took ourselves too seriously because we're, cl- we're clowns. Like we like to laugh. We like to joke. Uh, we like to make fun of ourselves and we like to, we like to enjoy life. And sometimes enjoying life comes at throwing a punch at somebody's face or, you know, flipping and kicking them at the exact same time. But at this, but also having fun is being able to connect with fans like we did and being able to create memories and moments that they are able to enjoy, uh, at a time period where life might just be a little bit more difficult for them. It seems like you've been in consistent. You, you, I'm sorry. It seems like you've been consistently in sink <laughs> or swim situations throughout your career. And you always seem to think, take things up to a next level. Would you agree with that? And was becoming a solo in NXT, maybe the toughest one of those of your career? Uh, yeah, I, I would say, yes, it's definitely one. It, was one of my more difficult tasks to overcome in my career. Um, but going back to the, the sink or swim um, vibe, I like that. I prefer that. I don't want to be in an area where I'm comfortable and I know how to handle myself. You don't grow from comfortability. You need to have some struggle in order for you to have the proper growth that you need to have in life. And <laughs> I've had it in spades here recently. So I've definitely broken through a lot of plateaus and and uh, proverbial personal glass ceilings that I've had and have been able to see myself in a whole nother light and see my abilities and my capabilities um, in a whole different light as well. And now as I continue to grow within myself, I'm going to definitely definitely have a lot more fun as I continue to peel back more layers of myself and find out more and more about myself. Very good. NXT as a brand has grown tremendously, especially in the last year or so. Uh, And it's interesting when you look at kind of the makeup of it, someone like you who had a pretty significant career prior to WWE, how does someone like you fit into the WWE performance center, which actually just had its uh, 10th anniversary, I think. Yes. We just recently had our 10th year anniversary and Honestly, during that the 10 years of the PC, that was a time period that I was really doing my thing in professional wrestling. And once I got here roughly at the seventh year anniversary of the PC, um, that's when like I kind of knew what I wanted to bring to the table for the company. And we were, I was, myself and Nash Carter were allotted the ability to be able to showcase that and see if it fit into this wheelhouse of the WWE. And I think it did. 
I think it did to the point that people really understood what we stood for and what we wanted to do. And now it kind of translates over to what I am doing right now. The, the energy has not changed. I continue to, even from back then to right now, I want to revolutionize how people see guys like me, not just a smaller guy, but like a guy that does high flying moves or somebody that is, um, just a happy-go-lucky guy. Like you can still be a tough guy and enjoy life. You can still take a pretty good butt kicking and and stand toe to toe against that person with a smile on your face. It, the, the, it's it, 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 it's just it, it just feels right for me. And if there's anybody else that identifies with that, it's, it can further reinforce that it's okay for them to feel that way. Um, yeah, I. I don't know. It's it, I, I honestly never thought that I would be here. I never did. And for me to be here doing the things that I am doing is indescribable. It really is. I, I pinch myself every day and I'm honored to be able to walk into these halls and be able to fine tune, hone in on my craft and, and try to master this to the point that I'm untouchable and undeniable. Any any coaches in particular there that you find a connection with who have uh, who have kind of helped you along the way in the path that you've had there? Uh, yes, um, Coach Terry Taylor and Coach Steve Carino. They have been major crutches for me um, when when the separation of MSK happened. I was inside of um, Coach Terry Taylor's class, and he made sure that I knew that it's going to be okay. And that even though you have this major obstacle in front of you, it's not something that should deter you from wanting to still become the best. And he pushed me. He made sure that I knew that I had the capabilities within my body to be able to produce what I wanted to do that was in my head. And as I transitioned from his class over to Steve Coach Carino's class, that's when my mind was really able to be expanded upon the, the environment and atmosphere that coach Carino created that allows for your creativity to truly flourish and shine and also just creating an atmosphere that you feel comfortable to be able to talk. Um, understanding the value and vocalizing how you feel on the inside. Um, as most men, we don't necessarily deal with our emotions the best, but um, having somebody there that you can vent to and, and express how you are feeling definitely helps. And I hope that more men are able to understand that you should reach out to somebody and be able to speak about how you are feeling so that you do not venture down a very, very negative path and end up hurting yourself or other individuals. And I have to greatly, 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 deeply like the most sincere that I possibly can thank coach Terry Taylor and coach Steve Carino for breathing new life into me right when I desperately, desperately needed it. Uh, that's, that's really great to hear. And, uh, you know, obviously congratulations to you and those guys for, for getting to that point. Um, how did you end up in WWE? What was that uh, sort of 
courtship like? I know you know you were other places before that, but what, what yeah. was the connection? Um, there was a time period where myself and um, Zachary Wentz were um, tagging around the world. And we were at a show in Los Angeles called PWG. And uh, it was the second night of the Battle of Los Angeles. And we had a match where we tagged with our, uh, our Japanese wrestling father, uh, Shima, uh, under the Strong Hearts mantle. And we had a great match. And also during that time period, we got to meet um, Mr. Steve, uh, William Regal. And he voiced to us the, the, the admiration for our wrestling style and the way that we are really carving a path with the style that we have and how we're connecting with fans. And he expressed his interest in having us. Unfortunately, at that time, we were in the process of signing the contract with another company. And as that time period happened to go through, um, some really good friends that we had in our career, uh, in our lives made sure that certain individuals knew that that contract was coming up and we were brought in. We were looked at and we were evaluated and we came to the understanding that they really enjoyed what it is that we produce and they wanted to make something happen. And once we put the pen to paper, it was hit the ground running. Uh, we debuted in the dusty cup classic and Never stopped running from there. And you won. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure William Regal, I I don't know if there's any wrestling that that guy does not watch. Right. He knows literally everyone everywhere. (laughs) It's amazing. And and the little nuggets of knowledge that he drops on you just in passing are like invaluable. This area is like the Harvard of wrestling schools with like living legends walking the halls, just willing to give you all the tidbits of information to help you better. It's all just dependent on you on whether or not you're able to accept that. So when you look around at NXT and WWE WWE right now, who would you like to get in the ring with who you haven't had the chance to yet across uh, all these brands? Well, um, there's a number of people, uh, including people that I've known for a very, very long time. Um, number one would probably be Cedric Alexander. Uh, mm-hmm. Him and I are good friends, and we've never had a match. I've um, known each other for almost a decade now, and that's kind of crazy. But um, who else? Uh, Logan Paul will be fun. Wow. Uh, who else? I I would love to have a match with one of my idols, Rey Mysterio. Um, I mean, the Mysterio name kind of doesn't really like ring very well. I mean, it, it makes me happy to hear, but then at the same time, right now, it makes me very angry to hear. So, like, yeah, it'd be nice to have a match against Ray again uh, as well. Uh, also, um, oh, AJ, that would be great. Um, <laughs> Honestly, all the Judgment Day outside of Rhea, she scares me. Um, <laughs> Damien for sure, Finn as well, um, and also I tried to allude to it, but I, I have to give the man his credit. Finn was also somebody that definitely influenced me a lot. Um, his time in Japan was definitely one that really grabbed a lot of my attention and really 
gave me a different outlook on this. So even though he is the leader of the group that happened to take my championship from me, I got to give it to him and I would love to have a match with him as well. Um, Cody Rhodes, Seth Rollins, uh, Sola Sokoa, who else? The Usos, Xavier Woods, Kofi Kingston. Like there's our truth. Like there's a number of, there's so many people. Uh, honestly, you can just say the entire main roster. Yeah. Uh, and there's a lot of people steering NXT that I would love to have matches with that I haven't really had a chance to tangle with. Um, I see them working every day and I see that they're getting better and I'm seeing that they have the capabilities to step up and I would love to see how they step up to me. That would be nice. Yeah. And I know you've got this rivalry with Dominic going on right now, but I got to give him a lot of credit too. He's been um, just an unbelievable character and, and, and has grown so much in a very short amount of time uh, in, in pro wrestling too. So I don't know. I don't know if you could agree with that, if you're allowed to agree with that, but uh you know, it's 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 been fun to watch as a fan. Um, I will. You know what? I'm man enough to say it. I will agree. I will agree. Um, for him to be able to grow the way that he did is amazing. To be in the crucible of the that he was under the the stress, the pressure. Um, he's lived up to it. He has not faltered. He has continued to push on. And just like any other person that begin that starts out at something, they're going to make mistakes. They're going to slip up and they're going to have shortcomings in regards to how they're going to get to their end goal. Right now, his end goal is that he's become a champion. Um, it just so happened to be underneath the, with the help of the entire judgment day, but he's still champion. I have to tip my hat to him because he is carrying the championship right now. Am I happy about it? No, but I got to give him his credit. I got to give him his kudos because he was able to grow to the point that he was able to take my championship from me. And for me, just, you know, you mentioned, but, you know, being the son of Rey Mysterio, it's like just doing things out of that shadow and in a totally different way than his father for me was just uh, that, that, imp- that impressed me. And also obviously their match at WrestleMania was, was excellent as well. Uh, we're going to move on to something we call the three count. Now it's going to be three quick questions and your answers. So first off, you get to team up for one time only with any wrestler past or present who you haven't before. Who would it be and why? Ah, ah, Ricky Steamboat. Nice. And why? Ah, I don't. I, I, it's the dragon. I don't know. I like his 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 style and flair and flash that he had on his moves is something that influenced me. I don't know how I happened to neglect influences early on in life, but. Uh, when you talked about earlier influence, but yeah, Ricky, the dragon steamboat. Um, yeah. Yeah. That would, he'd probably be my tag partner. And for me with him, the moves were one thing, but also the reaction to moves is, Grandiose. is like, probably even better. <laughs> so uh, second question, uh, Corey Graves uh, recently mocked the name Wesley on Monday night raw and said that you had one name and just split it in half. Do you have a favorite Wesley other than yourself? Mr. Graves. I did hear that. And I saw on Twitter that somebody said that I should get back at him, but you know what? Uh, it's, he's doing his job. 
He's doing his job. Uh, but my favorite Wesley would have to be Wesley Snipes. Uh, I'm mm. a huge uh, Wesley Snipes fan from the Blade movies uh, to White Man Can't Jump, Passenger 47 or 57. Um, uh, here's to you too, Wong Fu. Um, what other movies? Yeah, those are all the ones that are kind of just popping out in my mind. So, yeah, Wesley Snipes. Yeah, the, the Wesley I was thinking of was uh, Wesley in the Princess Bride movie. Oh, see, that's a good one, too. The one that Carrie Elwes character. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, last question. Uh, people always wonder what MSK stood for. Did you have any favorite uh, creative interpretations that people came up with for <laughs> what MSK could have stood for? Um, there was... I don't know which ones I can really say um, because there's been some, uh, there's been some really outlandish ones. Um, my favorite, my personal favorite one, um, primarily because we definitely tagged with her in uh, Ireland and it was an honor to do uh, because of Amora kids. That was probably my favorite one. Um, and then uh, there was another one, which was, uh, I'll put a little edit on it. It was like my S word kills. That was another good one. Um, shoot. I don't know. I'm trying to think of the other ones. Uh, there was another one. Um, Mary Jane smoking kids. I don't know if I should say that, but I was, I was too late now. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, like, it's legal most places now. You know? Yeah. Right. Okay. Cool. <laughs> I, and, I mean, and, and I didn't say that the real name, but so, right. but yeah, the other name was the other M word for that. Right. So, yeah, that was uh, th- those are some of the good ones. But yeah, Miko Satomorikis was probably that's a good, that's a good one. I, that was yeah. that was my favorite. You know what? I'll post the picture of of the time that we tagged in Ireland, too. That was very really good. good so, uh, Wesley, thank you so much for joining me today on Under the Ring Pro Wrestling Conversations. You losing the North American title for me was just another just another stop on the uh, on your tour up to the top, as far as I'm concerned. So, uh, best of luck. Hopefully, you're at the Great American Bash, and uh, best of luck for everything you're doing uh, moving forward. I greatly appreciate you, Phil. Thank you very much for having me, and thank you all for watching. Thank you. Thanks again, everyone, for joining me today on Under the Ring Pro Wrestling Conversations. I'd like to thank Wes Lee for joining me today. I'd also like to thank Chuck Kingsbury from WWE for his help setting this up. Follow me on Twitter at Under the Ring for the latest guest announcements and follow me on uh, Spaces at PJ Strum. Have a great week, everyone. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.